And the point of this study is that when you're priming your brain for something, when you're already looking for something intentionally, then you're more likely to notice it later. And that applies to gratitude as well. When I'm priming my brain in the morning to look for something that I'm grateful for, then I notice all throughout the day. Keeping yourself motivated takes work. If you don't work out your body, you get fat. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, your source for inspiration and motivation to achieve your goals, empowering you one word at a time. Umar Jang is an author and a blogger, and he will get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is Motivational Voice Podcast, and this is Umar Jang. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Motivational Voice Podcast. This is session number 19. Today, I am interviewing Megan Lyons, a health and wellness coach and a speaker as well. She is the owner of the Lions Share, which is a nutritional company based out of uh, Texas. Megan will talk to us today about the power of morning habits. I had a great interview with her filled with tons and tons of great insight that I think you will definitely enjoy and you will get some tips out of. But before I start the interview, I have a couple of things that I want to bring to your attention. The first one is our Facebook group. So for those of you who weren't aware, I I created a Facebook group where you can connect with me, ask questions, and connect with other like-minded listeners. The group is called the Online Career and Life Coaching Group. This is a place where I post videos and give tips and advice about career and life strategies. It is meant to be a place where, again, you can go as an extension of the podcast that you can take advantage of. I I know that many of you are on Facebook, so it made sense for me to create this community where I can be closer to you and help you answer questions or uh, any any thoughts or any any things that come to mind that you may want me to address. So head on over to Facebook and join the online career and life coaching group. I will be waiting for you there and I will approve it as soon as it comes through, the request that is. I will add a link in the show notes at the bottom of today's episode. So if you're interested in joining the group, you can just go on to the website. The direct link to this podcast episode on my website is umarjang.com forward slash session 19. Again, session 19 and you'll be able to find the link to the podcast. Finally, I wanted to announce that My debut novella, it's a young adult book, will be released on July 12th. So that will be a little less than two weeks from today. Of course, if you are listening to this podcast after July 12th, the book will be available everywhere where books are sold. If you have been thinking about a way of supporting me and you didn't know how, I invite you to pre-order the book by going to my website, at umarjang.com and you will be presented with an opportunity to click on a link and there there you will be directed to iBook or Amazon, Nokobo to to pre-order the book. And of course, if you just Google the book, you'll be able to find it. The book is called Sally and the Five Kingdoms. So Sally and the Five Kingdoms. 
And I really think that if you like sci-fi and young adult novels, or you will enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's a fiction book, like I said, and it's the first book in the series. So if you know someone who likes YA novels or you yourself like YA novels, I encourage you to, to direct them to the book, and I would really, really appreciate your support on that. Thank you very much for those of you who have already taken me up on that offer. All right, I won't say any more than that. Uh, no more plugs on my end here. So without further ado, here's my interview with Megan Lyons. Megan, thank you very much for joining the podcast. I am glad to have you here today, and I'm really excited for uh, the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Could you please briefly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm excited to be here, too. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Megan Lyons, and I own the Lions Share Wellness, which is a nutrition consulting company here in Dallas, Texas. And most of my work is one-to-one -one nutrition consulting, uh, but it really it goes beyond that. I, I say, which is true, that the most because I go into coaching a lot of um, just general wellness and, and mental health and, and positivity as well. So it's a little bit of everything, but it keeps me on my toes and it's a lot of fun. I have a super important question to ask you, which is I am a little bit envious of uh, some of the uh, the asp things that I saw actually on your uh, on your bio on your website. You mentioned that you used to do some dancing. Yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> I did. You really dug deep into that website. Then. Yeah. Um, I I danced all through probably when I was three years old. I started all the way through, um, halfway through college, and I loved that. It was really fun. Great, great. And what kind of dancing did you do? Everything. I did ballet, tap, jazz, hip-hop, lyrical. Um, in college, I danced with a team. Um, every, every, dance, every type of dance I could get my hands on, I did it. And it was a really nice outlet um, for stress later on in, in the process and, and for creativity early in the process. I'm guilty of saying that I'm not a creative person, but I think in my mind that just means I can't draw, I can't paint very well, and I think everyone has a creative spell in them. They just have to find where that is and how to express it. Right. Now, that is very true. Now, why did you choose to become a health coach? What was the gen genesis of, the, of that? Yeah, it was kind of a, a winding path. I studied economics in college, and I did management consulting after that, so uh, strategy for large mass merchandisers primarily, and that's not related to nutrition at all. But as that job became, uh, as it became more clear that that wasn't my true passion, as I was getting my MBA and talking to other people who were really living their passion, I had to dig deep and figure out what it was that I really wanted to do and what it was that I felt like I could give back to the world in the best way. Um, and nutrition didn't come to me uh, at first. I was really not ever thinking of that as a career. I was thinking of it as a hobby. Um, but people, through a lot of exploration, people helped me realize 
wow, well, I'm constantly going to nutrition conferences. I have a few certifications and uh, degrees in nutrition. I talk to people about this. I live this all the time. Maybe this this could truly be a business. And so I started exploring that more. Uh, It wasn't until January of 2014, so four and a half years ago or so, that I ended up leaving my old job and, and officially starting the lion's share. So it was a little bit of a winding path, but it's something, nutrition and wellness and um, all of the lifestyle practices that I talk about is something that has added so much to my life. So it almost feels selfish not to be able to share these things with other people. All right. Now that, that makes sense. Right. Now, could you talk to us a little bit about uh, the power of morning habits why is it important for people to think about developing morning habits? Yeah, it's something that has changed my life considerably. I used to be the person who I think like 70% of America is. They roll over um, and think about their email or turn on the news or do something that's uh, not not essential to how they're feeling or their own wellness. It's really checking in on others first. Uh, and and that would kind of lead to me feeling stressed out through, through the day, feeling anxious, um, feeling in this go, 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 type A driven mentality that is kind of the, the um, default of my personality if I don't manage it a little bit more. So having a morning routine for me gave me the opportunity, and at first I started with just five minutes. I set a goal not to check my phone for five minutes after waking up uh, and checking in with myself and and seeing how I was doing and giving my body what I needed, whether that was breathing or stretching or drinking a glass of water or whatever. And then it slowly evolved uh, into now a more... I don't know if complicated is the right word, but a more detailed morning routine where I now do meditation and exercise and take supplements and do a gratitude journal. We can talk about the various uh, components of my specific morning routine, but the purpose is really to feel centered and to take care of yourself, to feel accomplished before you even start the day. It's amazing how just a few minutes in the morning can turn around your whole rest of the day. How does that uh, help in in centering you? In what way? It helps in so many ways. I think physically it helps uh, manage my anxiety just to uh, breathe, to meditate, to center myself in the morning. Just from a productivity standpoint, it dramatically increases my productivity because if I don't take a moment to do what I need in the morning, I'm just running by the seat of my pants trying to get everything I need accomplished. And I think most of your listeners will relate to the feeling of just go, 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 go without taking a breath. Then you're more likely to make mistakes. You're less productive if you're just running on fumes. Um, So so anxiety-wise and calmness, 
productivity. And the last one is really feeling gratitude and noticing the positive things in my life. I am, I hate to admit this, honestly, but I think my true nature is more pessimistic. I was a chronic worrier as a kid and um, always thinking about what could happen in, in a negative way. And now when people meet me, they think I'm one of the most positive people they've ever met, and I'm truly not faking it. It's that I have cultivated this positivity, this uh, attraction for optimism in my life, and that's been very intentional. But it changes everything. When you start the morning with a few things that you're grateful for, uh, I listen to some positive music, things like that, I just notice the positive things throughout the day that are happening as opposed to noticing the negative. And my whole outlook is, is really dramatically more positive. Okay. And when you say positive music, do you mean a certain type of music or music that you, you personally like? Yeah, so I think for this, for the music, it depends on the person and your preferences. The music part of my morning routine started for me when I um, met an artist named Brother James, who is really great. He does a lot of positive music, and uh, one of his songs that is my favorite is called Grateful, and it just asks over and over, what am I grateful for? And he gives lots of examples, and so it started just by listening to his music, and, and very literally, the words are positive, but then I've branched out, and I still include some of his music in my uh, morning playlist, but I've also branched out into Sometimes it's meditation music that I listen to, which is mostly just um, calm instrumentals. And sometimes it might be a song that doesn't even say the word grateful, but just reminds me of something positive in my life and gives me that warm uh, feeling. It's almost like you smile without thinking about it when you listen to this music. So whatever it is for you, I, I recommend incorporating that. I do that while I'm walking my dog in the morning, um, but it, some people just like to start their day by sitting there and taking a few deep breaths and listening to music, and that's great as well. Great. And you mentioned a gratitude journal. For those who may not be aware of what that is, can you talk a little bit about what that is and how you use it? Absolutely. So I use a journal called the Five Minute Journal, which is great. I love it. Uh, but even if you don't have the Five Minute Journal, you can make your own gratitude journal with a blank sheet of paper. I think the the concept of a gratitude journal is something that everyone can do, no matter what resources they have. And it's quite simple. It's just writing down. I do three things every morning, but start with one, start with two, however many feels comfortable to you, just writing down a few things for which you're grateful in the morning. And I try to vary it. So it would be really easy for me to say, oh, my husband, my dog, and my house, or my parents and my health, or something like that. And I, I truly am grateful for all of those things every day, but I try to be a little bit more specific. So if it's my husband, I want to feel grateful that he supports my business or that we had a nice dinner together last night or something like that, something more specific, just so that I'm not doing the same things every day. There's nothing wrong with feeling grateful for the same things. It's just that you really 
tap into the feeling of gratitude if you force yourself to think about it a little bit more than just regurgitating the same things. And like I said before, this just helps you recognize the positive things in your life more. There, there was a study a while back, and I, I can't remember, unfortunately, who did the study, but basically they were looking at people who were in the market for a specific type of car. Let's call it a BMW. And then when they surveyed these people, they were much more likely to report that they noticed BMWs driving down the road far more than the average person noticed BMWs driving down the road. And the point of this study is that when you're priming your brain for something, when you're already looking for something intentionally, then you're more likely to notice it later. And that applies to gratitude as well. When I'm priming my brain in the morning to look for something that I'm grateful for, then I notice all throughout the day, oh, I'm grateful for my office, I'm grateful for this calendar, I'm grateful for this client that came in, as opposed to, oh, I can't believe I have to go to the office, I can't believe this client is late or whatever, I'm just much more likely to notice the positive. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now, f would would it be possible for people around you to actually affect or impact your routine in any way? Yes, it is possible um, in a positive and a not as positive way. So I don't have any young, I don't have any children at all. Um, and I know that my clients who I work on morning routines with, oftentimes their children, uh, they say they get in the way of their morning routine. So for those with children, I do recommend incorporating them into your morning routine. I think it's important to have a couple of minutes in the morning, even if you're a parent of a small child, to have some solitude, have some alone time, but literally that could be two minutes before the baby wakes up or when the baby's napping or whenever you can get it of just deep breathing and then uh, incorporate the kids. There's a great book called uh, Morning, The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families, I think. It's by Lindsay McCarthy and Hal Elrod and that talks about how to incorporate kids into your morning routine. For me, um, my husband might wake up, but he, he pretty much knows that when I'm doing my morning routine, unless, of course, it's an emergency or something, that that's my time. And as for my dog, well, when I pull out the meditation pillow and blanket that I use, he curls right up next to me. It's the cutest thing in the world, and he meditates right there with me. So I think just instructing others, whatever your situation is, um, to support you in it, knowing, helping them understand that it's really important to you. Uh, most people will be supportive and, and will help you with those goals. Right. And is there a specific area that someone can focus on in terms of a morning routine? routine? So, for example, um, if I wanted to, um, to have a morning routine to do something healthier or to to feel less rushed or to whatever that, that one thing may be. Um, how, how would one target that specific area for, of their lives in terms of uh, having a morning routine? Uh, and I ask this because many people have a very set schedule. They wake up, jump in the shower, and they have maybe five minutes to eat uh, breakfast and then jump in the car and head to, head to work. So the, for someone who's really busy, what, what can they do 
to to kind of mitigate that. Yes, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'll boil it down to a few. First, I I understand what it's like to be very busy. I used to work 90-hour weeks. I probably honestly work 80-hour weeks now, even though I'm constantly working to um, reduce it. And there are people who work much more than me and have kids and have all these things. So I think it's safe to say that everyone these days is busy, but we all have the same 168 hours in a week, and it's really about what we prioritize. So I don't think that everyone needs to have a an hour-long morning routine like I do, but I think prioritizing yourself for five minutes every morning is critical, and you can do it. Even the busiest person in the world can do it. If you Google morning routines of CEOs or morning routines of famous people or something like that, you'll you'll see that so many of these influential people who you think would be so busy, take Oprah or take... Um, Richard Branson or you name it, they're all famous for uh, making time for their morning routines because of what I mentioned that makes you so much more productive through the day. So tip one is just make the time for it. Don't let yourself say, I don't have the time, because if you wait until you have the time, it's probably never going to come. And then once you commit to making five minutes every day, ask yourself, where the biggest gap is for you. So if you uh, have dealt with anxiety like me or you're, um, you're just feeling stressed through the day, maybe those five minutes are spent just deep breathing. And for people who meditation sounds a bit scary, I do recommend just focusing on the breath or using an app called Headspace or Calm, which are both free for a while. And those will teach you to meditate slowly. If you know that your biggest pain point is getting some movement in your day because you sit at a desk most of the day and your body's feeling stagnant, then spend those five minutes stretching or doing some jumping jacks or doing walking up and down the stairs, just getting in whatever movement you can. Uh, if your, your pain point is feeling negative, then try the gratitude journal. Or if it's uh, making time for your healthy food, then maybe you use those five minutes to prepare healthy food in the morning. It really doesn't matter what it is as long as it's serving your deepest need and as long as you feel accomplished doing it. I don't want anyone to start a morning routine and hate it and think it's not uh, adding to their lives, but just think, oh, Megan said you're supposed to do a morning routine, so I'm adding this to my schedule. That's certainly not the point. It's something that's going to benefit you throughout the rest of the day. Right. I think you touched on a couple of very important points there, uh, one being the us having really the same number of hours in a in a given day and uh, uh you know a quote comes to mind from from Stephen Covey um, um where he says that uh, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule but to schedule your priorities which is really true if you think about it where uh, i mean someone like you who uh you know i'm in awe of your um your uh uh, record, if you will, for the number of marathons that you've run. Uh, I think I've done one in my life, and you've done what dozens, and uh, including a half Ironman yeah. duathlon. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah how 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 do you how do you do that? 
Well, again, it's about doing the things that make me feel great. And exercise really does make me feel great. I think it's kind of funny but really true that if I get in a bad mood or I'm just not feeling like myself, my husband will say, oh, have you exercised in a few days? Maybe it's a good idea to go out for a run or something because it just makes me feel like my vibrant self. It makes me energized. It makes me more productive. So um, that is a, a major part of my morning routine. I exercise most mornings at 5 or 5.15 in the morning, depending on the day. Um, and that's just something that sets me up for success and, and makes me feel great. It's also about feeling accomplished. Like running those marathons and half marathons, I'm never going to be in the Olympics or win a race or anything like that. I'm, I'm more of a um, middle-of-the-pack athlete, exerciser. But it makes me feel so great when I cross the finish line or when I accomplish a new thing in a fitness class. And, and that is what I'm going for. If I can feel great, feel more productive, and do something that's great for my body, it's a home run for me. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I think sometimes people would tune out when they hear the word exercise because uh, they're thinking immediately going to the gym or uh, even uh, you know, well, running a marathon, but uh, yeah. it, it could be something as simple as, I, I suppose, you know, mowing the lawn or uh, walking around the block or uh, whatever gets you moving and whatever you enjoy doing. So that's a very good point. Yes, I could not agree more. I, I do not think that everyone should be a runner because some people don't like it and that's okay. I don't even have a traditional gym membership where I'm slogging away on the elliptical or anything like that. I, I like exercising outside and in different formats um, and yoga classes and things like that. So it's really about what works for you. If that's swimming or dancing or stretching or walking or cycling or kickboxing or anything else that's moving your body in a way that feels good, I fully support it. And earlier you mentioned... Uh, something about how even celebrities will find time in their day to schedule uh, those routines. And I, I think that's a very good point that I want to kind of hammer in, uh, in that really, uh, if something is so important to you, uh, you you should be able to to just find the time and actually fit it in your routine. It's really a matter of, to your point, uh, setting priorities, uh, what's more important in your life. And so that's, uh, I think, um, a good point that I wanted listeners to, to hear. Now, what, what are some of the most common um, reasons why someone would want to, to, um, to uh, take on a morning routine? Or perhaps, you, you know, some of the things that you've seen working with your clients that, that come up time and time again. Yeah, I think the number one thing is just not feeling like they're having time for themselves at all during the day. So you wake up, you take care of the kids, or you do your exercise or whatever. You go to work, you're answering to your boss all day, then you come home and you have to do laundry and you have to do all the things that, you know, we have to do as adults. And people don't even feel like they have a moment to take a breath and to do something nice for themselves. So that's the most common um, 
reason that, that I encourage people to start is that you have the power to take that time for yourself. And really, it's a morning routine for a reason. I believe that anyone, if you can meditate or if you can do a gratitude journal anytime t- during the day, that's great. But for most people, if you plan to do it at 6 p.m. or whatever time you get out of work, there are plenty of other excuses. You could be too tired or something could come up or you could stay late at work or there could be traffic or whatever. There are tons of excuses. But at 5 o'clock in the morning, there are very few people uh, who are really expecting you to do something or who are going to get in your way of doing that. So I think putting it in the morning is important. Um, but I was getting back to reason. So most most common is people need more time for themselves. Uh, but also things like I feel I'm negative. I'm not appreciating my life. I'm not enjoying my life. I'm not, uh, maybe I have anxiety or I feel uh, like I'm getting angry or I'm snapping at people. I have a shorter temper. Anything like that that could be caused by not enough space in the day, not enough calmness and feeling centered, that can all be helped with the addition of a morning routine. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I can I can hear someone say that, well, I, I don't really have a morning routine because I don't have time, whether that's justified or not. But they may say, well, I normally do something in the evening or uh, in the afternoon that works for me. Uh, so I think that's a very good point that you, you, you pointed that out. Um, but uh, But the reasons you've given for having a morning routine, I think that's absolutely true because uh, your energy levels kind of go down as the day kind of goes on and uh, you you get more out of a morning routine in terms of uh, likelihood of doing it than than waiting uh, until the the end of the day so that's a very good point now are there any 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 tips you would give to things that you I know you talked about the apps for for meditating and and uh, listening to music and is it is there something that perhaps seems to be really easy to do that uh, people can seamlessly incorporate in their in their lives if you will that they can take up take up yeah the first one I usually recommend is the gratitude journal and literally just doing it on a post-it note or something like that that doesn't feel like any kind of investment just feels like I can do this tomorrow with no problem because when people do that, when they just write down one, two, or three things that they're grateful for in the morning, they not only notice benefits quickly by feeling more positive throughout the day, but they also realize, okay, this doesn't have to be that complicated. It can be me writing on a post-it note and takes 30 seconds and, and that is it. That's a morning routine. That's great. Uh, and then slowly building from there. So that was the first thing I did. I think I started my gratitude journal in 2012 or something like that. And then I've slowly built on from there. I, I see very low success rates, honestly, when people start, they say, okay, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to do this great morning routine that has 45 minutes of all this kind of stuff. It's just too overwhelming. So start really slowly and then build on consistently over, over from that point. Um, I do have a blog post that's 
available to anyone for free uh, on my blog that goes through all of my 10 tips uh, for for my morning routine or my 10 practices that I do. Um, and you can find that on my website, thelionshare.org, or you can just go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash lion's morning. It's all lowercase L-Y-O-N-S. M-O-R-N-I-N-G. And that's just telling you about all the things that I do. But I really recommend that people um, start with whatever that seems approachable to them. The other common one, aside from a gratitude journal that people start with, is listening to something positive. So I think my step seven or eight is some kind of education. And I listen to um, a TED Talk or a podcast or something like that. There are plenty of great podcasts, of course yours, um, and, and several others that are optimistic and helpful and, and focused on yourself. There's one called Darren Daily that comes out daily, as is the name, um, and that's like three or three minutes or so. It's free, uh, and so sometimes I just listen to that if that's all that I have time for uh, for my education. It's just a three-minute positive focus, something that um, opens me up to new possibilities, and, and that could be a good way to start as well. Hey, no, that's a, a good tip. I'll make sure to go get those links and include them in the show notes for the podcast. Uh, I want to be mindful of your time. Uh, I know he started out with some technical difficulties earlier in the podcast, um, so I'm going to uh, maybe perhaps ask you about, uh, is there anything... Uh, else you wanted to add um, for our listeners? Well, sure. I, I could go on for three hours if you leave <laughs> it open, but I'll, I'll come up with one thing. I always, like I said, my, my bent right now is, is so positive, and it's because of these small changes that I've made. So whether it's growing your own business or it's starting a morning routine or it's finally getting your health under control, if you, listener, are out there feeling overwhelmed, feeling like the problem is too big to get started, baby steps are so powerful. I, I want everyone to know that anything's possible if you take the small steps to get there, but nothing's possible if you don't change. So challenge yourself not to feel overwhelmed by the gap, what you still have to accomplish, but to take a small step and then celebrate every every single little accomplishment, every single little gain. And like I said, whether it's a business or a morning routine or anything else, uh, that's how we build great things. It's just small steps over time. Great. No, thank you. And uh, now I know you have a program that helps people that coach through uh, things like this um, and as well as wellness. Could you tell us a little bit about where people can find that information? Sure, yeah. So on my website, thelionshare.org, and then specifically if you want to go to thelionshare.org backslash health coaching, it's basically a customized program for anyone looking to improve their wellness in any way. So most of my clients are uh, trying to manage chronic conditions like cholesterol or blood pressure or diabetes or they want to lose weight or increase their athletic performance or whatever, but it's all about taking those small steps that I just mentioned uh, and, and transferring them into big results. Okay. Is there any, uh, quickly, perhaps uh, any 
particular client you worked with that really just kind of stayed with you and and, um, marked you? Oh, my goodness, so many. I really do think my clients are my um, family. I really do. And I'll be honest with you, when I'm having a tough day, what I do is turn to my, my former client binders, which are in my office, and I'll just flip through the hundreds of people that I've worked with and, and look at their stories, review their notes, because some of them are three, four years ago, and it just makes me so happy. So I could celebrate so many of them. Um, the one, since you asked for only one, I'll celebrate one who um, was a woman who had recently graduated from college, so maybe she was 24 or so when I saw her, and she was having such terrible digestive issues that it was really impeding her quality of life. She couldn't really um, hold down a normal job. She couldn't go out with her friends. It was really very painful and uncomfortable for her. And she had been to so many doctors who had just said, well, there's no other option. This is just the way your life is going to be. Uh, and, and over the course of small changes, there's nothing I could do that solved it right at, at front, up front. Uh, but over the course of small changes and, and a couple of months, we got her to a, quote, normal digestion off of her medication and um, holding a job and, and back to feeling like she could be her best self. So those are the kind of stories that really light me up and keep me going. Um, and, and I love to be able to help people achieve those results for themselves. Great. Great. Now that's uh, very powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Now, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, my website's always a great start, and I'm also on social media, um, really just Facebook and Instagram at The Lion's Share. And if they want, they could email me directly. My email is megan at thelionshare.org, and um, I can send that to you, and, and hopefully you can include that in the notes as well. I always love hearing from people and seeing how I can help them out. Perfect. Great. Now, I will make sure to do that. Great. Now, I'll definitely connect with you on Instagram uh, as well. So, thank you Excellent. very much, Megan. Of course. Thank you so much, Umar. I appreciate it. And I uh, I love following along with your podcast. So, keep up the great work. Absolutely. Great. No, thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. I appreciate it. That was my interview with Megan Lyons talking about the power of morning routines. Now, if you are not a morning person, which at one point in my life I was not, I I basically needed uh, some time when I wake up in the morning, uh, half an hour, an hour to to just kind of be by myself and reflect. But over time, that has changed. But I understand that some of you out there may not be morning people. So if you are not a morning person, don't dismiss the episode. Don't dismiss the, the information that, that Megan shared in this episode. And you might surprise yourself in how quickly you adopt morning routines. I used to think that I was not a morning routine pers- type of person. But once I started waking up early in the morning, I realized that there is so much more that you can get done by waking up even half an hour earlier than, than you, you used to. There's something about having a fresh mind and a rested body that helps in in seeing things more clearly and being more productive. 
this is a habit that many successful people have in common. As I mentioned in past podcast episodes, those who are very successful in life tend to have morning habits. They, they tend to wake up early and take at least anywhere from five minutes to an hour to just go through these morning routines to kind of uh, gather themselves and, and uh, regroup before they actually tackle the day. So this may be something that you may think about trying on your end. Anyway, I hope that you found this episode helpful and I hope that uh, I hope to see you join the Facebook group as well. Again, it's the online career and life coaching group. I would love to connect with you there and, and see you there on a more personal note. Okay, so that is it for today's episode. I hope to see you again next week for another podcast episode. Until then, please stay safe and motivated. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Motivational Voice Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate it on iTunes. Get show notes and the latest blog posts at omarjang.com.